What is up Ascenders? My name is Brian Henry and I'm the founder of the Ascend Academy, an online platform, school and community that is uniting and activating lightworkers. If you believe you might be one of the souls that have come to this planet at this time to serve the awakening and the ascension of our planetary collective consciousness, we may be looking for you. To learn more about the Academy and to initiate your activation, head on over to academy.togetherweascend.com. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? Welcome back to another episode of the Awaken Podcast. And if you are now tuning in for the very first time, maybe, I want to welcome you. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of the Ascend Academy and your host to the show. You would have heard the invitation at the beginning of the episode, but I do feel called to share it once again. The Ascend Academy is uniting and activating lightworkers. Upon enrollment into the program, our members initiate the activation process, which is a four-week process that activates in an individual a higher state of being, a higher expression of self, and a higher experience of reality, all of which is found in the activation of one's higher purpose. If you feel called to support others in shifting and ascending to greater states in whatever way that this feels true to you, because you have a unique gift to give, and it's in giving this gift that you will find the sense of fulfillment and meaning that is available to you. The grandest sense of fulfillment is found on the path of your higher purpose. And so if this is something you're ready to activate, I do invite you to check us out at the Ascend Academy, which you can find at togetherreascend.com forward slash academy. Anyways, let's jump into what we got going on for this episode because it was a good one. And that's because I was joined by my good friend, Daniel Scranton. Daniel is a gifted channel that has quite a bit of experience channeling a host of different collectives and higher beings. But namely, these days, he is channeling a daily message from the Arcturian Council, the 9D Arcturian Council, which I personally have found a great deal of benefit in reading on a daily basis because I actually have Daniel marked as C first on Facebook where I can see the message that he comes through with each day at the top of my feed. And I hope this speaks to how much I feel a sense of resonance in what he's been sharing. So I do recommend you go check him out at danielscranton.com. He's also a contributor to the Ascenders blog, community blog, at togetherreascend.com. So you'll find his stuff over there. Um, Again, I definitely recommend you check out the channeled messages that he's bringing through. But I do want to jump into this episode now so you can get a little bit of a taste of Daniel himself. That kind of sounds... No, we're not going to go there. (sighs) Let's jump into the episode. (laughs) This is my conversation and interview with Daniel Scranton. I hope you enjoy it. 
We are live for another episode of the Awaken Podcast. And today, we're streaming on a Saturday. This doesn't usually happen. I think this is probably the first time I'm doing a podcast episode on a Saturday night. And there can only be one reason for that. The guests that I'm joined by with today. I'm going to start things off with this. I think it was maybe four months ago when I um, when I invited on Mr. Daniel Scranton, <laughs> and he expressed his interest as he has in the past. He's um, as you all will soon find out if you hadn't already. He's someone that is deeply committed to to service to the all. So of course Daniel expressed his interest uh, to be on the show. And his response was, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, except I don't have time till September. <laughs> this was way back, I think, in May. Um, yeah, my next opening is in September, if you'd like to book that in. <laughs> so, Daniel, um, before, actually, I, I do want to, to, to properly introduce you, or actually, better yet, I would, I would like you to properly introduce yourself. Um, if you hadn't yet heard about Daniel, first let me say you're welcome for introducing you to him. You're going to be glad that I did. And Daniel, why don't you give us just a little bit of a quick introduction to whatever whatever it is that Daniel Scranton really means. <laughs> well, at this point... Um... I am a verbal channel, first and foremost. That's what people most know me for, is the channeled transmissions I bring through um, almost every day. I've, I've actually cut back to six days a week of doing Only. them. Only six days, uh, because I have a baby, and uh, I want to be able to spend more time with her on my days off, so I don't want to be up late. It, I'm usually up till... 2 a.m. because I'm doing a new video every night and then having to transcribe it and post it and do little, uh, all the little trimmings I do to it um, to get it out there. And uh, so I've been channeling the Arcturian Council, this group, this ninth dimensional group since about, uh, about four years from now uh, ago. I mean, I started and um, Prior to that, I channeled all kinds of different beings, Hathors, Archangels, uh, Pleiadians, a fairy, a group that calls themselves the Creators, the Founders, Kuan Yin, like a bunch of different beings uh, that eventually I, I just decided, hey, why not start channeling Arcturians now? It seems like the, the timing is right. And so I did. And it's been going so well with the daily transmissions with them that I've just stuck with them. And uh, I don't know if I'll ever switch to another group <laughs> that I'll bring through on a uh, almost daily basis. But um, I've been channeling for about 10 years now. And, um, and in that time, I've also discovered an ability to channel tones, overtones, uh, light language, of course, all my movements that you see when I channel are also channeled. Um, so yeah, it's just something that happened all of a sudden 10 years ago, spontaneously, and uh, it's changed my life. And 
uh, led me to where I am today, which is a place where I feel very happy. <laughs> I um I definitely sense in in the vibration that you put out in each of your channelings that you thoroughly enjoy what it is you do, and I think that's actually something that we're gonna we're gonna talk a bit about because I know that's a message that um, that the Arcturians are constantly pointing us back to. Um, but as you're speaking there, I'm just boom, 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 questions, questions, questions. And um, there's just so many directions we can go. So I'm going to start with something a little bit more fun. You didn't have a slot available for four months from the day that I asked you. Now, I know you mentioned having a, is it, she's a baby girl, right? Yeah, 14 months. 14 months. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you, um, thank you. I think maybe the last time we spoke, just probably just before she was born, or maybe just after she was born, um, might talk a little bit about her as well. Okay. But um, what keeps you so occupied with your with your time, other than the baby? Um, is that time being spent with with? clients are you do you find yourself to would you describe yourself to be someone that's very busy packed schedule kind of guy yeah it's you waited five months or four months and a client would have waited four months too so that's where wow. my calendar is in terms of like when you get a session with me you right now you have to wait till february to actually get it okay and is that because you're I only work two hours a week. <laughs> no. Okay. So that's, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. I, I work harder and longer hours than I ever have in this field. Can I ask like just <laughs> roughly how many? Cause uh, it's, about, it's about a 40 hour a week job now. Okay. Wow. And this is mostly time spent in front of clients, correct? No, I would say, I would, well, yeah, mostly. Yeah. More than half. Yeah. Okay. More the than other half. half is that content? Well, uh, I do the, the recordings that I'll do after we're done here that are mm -hmm. like my recordings. Uh, oh, I also have people who they get uh, mantra, they buy mantra requests or personal messages from their guide requests. Mm. I, um, uh, what's, and then I do the, the nightly, the nightly thing that I do is like six hours a week, let's say of okay. time spent. There's a lot of like emailing and stuff like that too, but I'd say on average in a week, I would meet with clients for, or classes or group sessions for 25 hours, something like okay. that. So here's where I'm, uh, I'm going with this because there's actually a, um, a strong personal interest in, in this topic. For, for just how it applies to me um, and something that I'm trying to kind of wrap, um, get a handle on in the way that feels in greatest alignment with, with me. Now, would you agree that a, a reoccurring message that not just the Arcturians have, but um, many other higher dimensional beings kind of point us into is focus upon doing that which is of your highest excitement in the present moment mm -hmm. right just just make being really really tuned in to what is it that i want to do in this here and now 
that's that's something that I'm personally finding myself being guided um, into. I'm, I'm, I'm constantly hearing that that message, whether that be through someone channeling like you or just what I'm feeling in my heart. Now, how does that fit in with being someone that is schedule-oriented, calendar-oriented, that has this 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 plan in place that is obviously involved with using linear time um, in their human experience. How do you find that you you balance mm-hmm. or bring together both that yes, there's a plan, there's structure, there's a calendar that I'm I'm committed to, right? I'm I'm sure if you have a client booked in, you're you're making it to that session. So there's that forethought that yes there's an appointment on my calendar at this time but then there's also this notion that there's only here and now how do you find yourself bringing those two things together in a way that feels in alignment for you and those two things being compatible with one another Well, I have to, sometimes I look at my life and the way that I do spend my time. And I think even if I wasn't a very um, regimented, you know, schedule oriented person, I would still find myself doing the same things every day. I'd want to be spending time in nature. I'd want to be spending time with my daughter and my wife. I'd want to be doing some channeling. So, and I want to just chill and watch Netflix or Hulu or whatever. And the fact that I, I, my day is just set up so that I do those things in certain blocks of time, it does make it less spontaneous, but it also, I also, it also amounts to like the life that I chose for myself. It's the life that I created Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm happy living it, even though I don't wake up on Monday morning and go, what do I feel like doing? I go, I got a client at 10 o'clock, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess the, um, the big thing that stands out here for me is that the calendar still fits in with the life that you want to be living. Yeah. And I want to get to, to a point where, I can work less, of course, because of primarily now of my daughter and just wanting to be around her and knowing that that's the greatest joy that I get out of life now is being Mm -hmm. with her. Mm -hmm. So that then lights fire under my butt to make changes that I need to make in order to be able to Spent less time working. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you ever find yourself in a space where what you feel like you should be doing and what you feel like you truly want to be doing are two different things? Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm in, actually, the moment. just in the moment, in though. In the moment, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just like, it's not that I don't want to ever do it. It's just that maybe in that moment, I'm tired and I'd rather just go lie down, meditate, 
lie in the grass, lie in the hammock, something like that, because, mm -hmm. um, uh, because I don't always have the, the energy level that I'd like to have. Mm -hmm. It's more of an energy level kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's a like, wouldn't it be nice if I got to go to the forest today, but I'm working a full eight hour day, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, by the time I get done working, there's no more sunlight to go to the forest, you know, or it's time mm -hmm. to start dinner. So like, you know, that there's, there's that there. And that's some like that gives me something, like I said, to sort of aim for now something to manifest in my life is more time to be walking in the forest with wife and daughter. Mm -hmm. So the reason why this is of such interest to me is because I, um, I'm very much the, the idea that we can come into a place in our lives where we're always doing exactly what we want to be doing with this here and now moment. Um, again, I, I know you, you've seen this more than I have. It's a, a piece of guidance and a message that we're, we're constantly being pointed to. Now, what I'm hearing in, in you describe the type of experience you're having, um, and you're certainly someone that I look up to in terms of the way that you've not only, not only the way that you're, you're serving others, but just, you know, the business and the very, very human tangible things that, that you're, you're playing in. You're, you're doing an incredible job um, with your business and the way that you serve through that. Um, it's very interesting to hear someone like you that's very much connected to to this guidance to to speak about how there still seems to be some work involved with kind of getting to that point and i'm i'm enjoying that because personally i've very much been in a space where it feels like you need to get a little bit more grounded in the the reality that you're living in the the very human type circumstances that we're in and it can't just at least right now what what's the the highest alignment is being real that you know sometimes there's going to be those moments where there's what should i be doing and i kind of feel like i want to be doing this yeah. um what's your what's your piece on how we approach that situation where those two things feel like they're at odds with one another again keeping in mind that there's this there's this what i feel like is a experience of a higher frequency in which you don't really ever feel like you're doing something you don't want to be doing. Would you agree that's something that we can be in? I'd say that's, that's the description. That's probably the best description of what the fifth dimension is or fourth density. Um, ascension, the shift, that we're, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about getting to that time where everything is synchronicity. Every, 
every meeting happens because of vibrational alignment, not because of obligation. Um, people are free to do what they want because they're not worrying about survival. They're not, they don't need to make money to have a roof over their head and food. And so we are all moving towards that and we can live in that dimension now. Um, but we, we won't stay there for very long because we're meant to be doing this as a group. We're, we're not meant to leave everyone else behind who is still killing themselves working an 80 hour a week job just to scrape by because they have a family to feed. And, you know, we're meant to be a part of that shift with them. And that's why those of us who are aware of this, as much as, you know, you keep hearing about people talking about, well, the event's going to happen tomorrow or next week or the December, or, you know, it's like people are so eager and anxious to just get there and be done with this. And there's a process. There's a, there's a joy of the journey. So like I was saying to you before, now I have this goal, this thing that I want to manifest in my life, which is more time, to be spent with my daughter as she is in these years now where it's so great just to be in her presence. So now I get to move from where I am to where I want to go without having to create a portal or a time machine where I can just jump right to that place. But instead I get the joy of the journey of getting there and then once I'm there, I'll be able to look back at the journey and say, wasn't that cool? Wasn't it great the way that happened? And that opportunity came along and that person and, and this happened and that happened. And, and then I got to the place I want to be. Mm -hmm. So there's that that we still get to experience now that we won't be experiencing as fifth dimensional beings because we'll just be like, Oh, you want to have that experience? Okay, there it is, right there. Mm -hmm. So there's no more journey. There's no more anticipation. There's no more of that, like, ah, look what I did. You know, look what I created, because everybody will be doing it and everybody will be creating all the time. And it will become like the air that we breathe that we just take for granted until we don't have it. But, you know, that's not going to happen once we shift. We'll all just be creating instantaneously what we want to experience. Um, so I really want to emphasize a um, a sentence that you used there, a phrase that you used there that I think there's just so much power in, and it's, we get to. We yeah. get to. There's just so much importance in looking upon, well, just about anything like that, but specifically to, to this context here, we get to experience 3D. We yeah. get to experience time. And looking upon that as a great thing rather than something to conquer, to beat, to move beyond. What's her name? Polyandra. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. 
<laughs> I'm not usually a cat person, I'll be honest, but that's a cute cat. Um, and if you watch so, my videos, she's she walks across the screen on a lot of them. Yeah, I, I have seen mostly it. Mostly see her tail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tuning into that. What's a cat tail crossing the screen? I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel into that. Um, Good luck. I don't know. <laughs> mm, I like that. Ah, I resonant. That that feels in resonance. So I wanted to ask, although you kind of already, I think, brought us to to the answer, but I'm gonna bring up the question. Um, we can be five D now. We can yeah. be in that fifth dimensional frequency right now. That's that's a choice that we make, and I believe personally that it's the belief that that's the choice that we can make then that's a ability that we have that allows for the um allows for that shift allows for us to embody that frequency now you said something that kind of just like light bulbs for a second um and it's that we're going back to a frequency of a lower nature the 3d experience so that we can help and well i think you said so that we can go through this shift together that's what we've come here for and so that starts to kind of make things make a lot more sense for me personally because it's well if we can choose the fifth dimensional frequency right now by the way, side note, I also want to go back to something you ju- you started kind to you started going into with us, which was describing what that really even means. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of value in in hearing you speak a little bit further to that. But, um, anyways, I was saying, if the fifth dimensional frequency is something that we can choose right here, right now, how does it serve us to have these these other concepts, these other ideas, such as a calendar, such as a schedule, um, that on that on the on that plane of thought isn't compatible with the with the perspective that there's only here and now. So I think you can see how a fifth dimensional perspective is at odds with the idea that there's going to be a tomorrow where I'm going to be doing this thing. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and you, but you don't have to. You don't have to think about it. You get to be present. You know, you you can be present and be like, oh, oh, I have an appointment, as opposed to like I've been thinking about this since my day off mm-hmm. and dreading the fact that I've got to get up tomorrow and start working with clients again. Mm-hmm. So really that's where you have the opportunity. I have the opportunity to be present with my daughter when I'm with her or thinking about what I need to do for my mm-hmm. business, you know, you and that's still where, be present. yeah, you can be present. You, I can wake up and in fact, every morning I do check my phone and be like, all right, who's my first client with, what are we doing? How long is it? Is it Skype or phone? And that's, you know, I don't think about what my, my day is going to be like usually the day before. Mm-hmm. 
I just know yeah. I've got clients and, you know, and, and that's also something that I can look at as a real blessing to be in demand like that, you know, cause there was a time when I, you could call me up that day and say, I want to have a session. I'd be like, okay, what time? Mm -hmm. <laughs> cause I was not that in demand. <laughs> I, let me just throw in a congratulations for <laughs> the success you're seeing. Um, I mean, what uh, really stands out to me when, when you say something like that is you're serving on a high level, right? That's, that's what I hear. You're, you're saying you're, you're seeing success, you're in demand, um, you have a packed calendar. What I'm hearing is someone that's putting out a ton of value that is serving people on a high level because that's, that's the law right there, right? It's a, a giving and receiving. So um, yeah. let me just actually emphasize that point the, the the more that we give the more that we get um yeah. and yeah. um i know i know from from everything that i see and feel in you you're someone that is is giving is giving quite a bit to to us so um i had mentioned this before we jumped on the call but i do want to say it to the world daniel i have a deep respect and appreciation for for all that you're doing um in service to our collective and you're gonna hear me say that over and over again so i hope you don't get tired <laughs> of hearing it thank you, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah now yes let's uh let's go There's in that direction to say about this concept too that i've been it's been in my my head over and over like i've got to get to it at some point so let me just choose this moment. Please. And that is that the teaching we're really talking about um, of following your highest excitement, that's, that's one of it. One of what we're really talking about and the other one is being present. Mm -hmm. But following your highest excitement is, is the, the, like, the meat of the statement, but there's also some like uh, lettuce and tomato with it that goes to the best of your ability. So uh -huh. I, to, to the, I follow my excitement to the best of my ability, but I still have to go to the dentist sometimes, you know, like I had tooth pain cause I didn't go for 20 years and I finally went and I had to have a lot and the work is finally done on these choppers right here, these chompers. Uh, but I had to go through like two years of dentist appointments to clean up all the, the mess. And that going I to those appointments didn't feel like your highest excitement. Well, I didn't want to deal with, there was a couple of things. I didn't want to deal with like the drugs that I knew that they give me if they found a cavity and I didn't want to deal with like the fear that they sometimes instill in you and say, well, you better get this done or else, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, I finally was at that point too, where not only did I have to do something, but I would, I knew that I wanted to find a holistic dentist that would work with me. And, you know, they do cool stuff at this place where I go. Um, like sometimes in you, sometimes using lasers where they don't need to, to shoot you up with any drugs and, you know, they ozonate their instruments instead of putting like harsh chemicals on them to, to clean them and, and they worked with me on, on my bite and like how to get my bite. Cause they at first they were like braces or Invisalign. I was like, nope and nope. And they, then they 
they wound up building my bite up by adding crowns in the back so that my front teeth were no longer eroding each other away by by constantly mashing into each other so i you know i wound up spending a lot of money and all that stuff that i didn't want to do but you know if i want to be able to have teeth and chew food mm -hmm. you know <laughs> certain things it's still the right move i have to do you know mm -hmm. and and paying taxes and i still have to do that and it takes mm -hmm. up a lot of my time sometimes just to you know get all the write-offs in order and you know contact the accountant and and it's like it's stuff i don't want to do so i do what i want to do to the best of my ability at this point you know right so you know the um the big message i'm hearing is and again this is this is a um very much actually more recently i've, I've been giving a lot of thought to to being in this type of space where there feels like there's a difference between high excitement and what I should be doing. And I, I use that word should in quotation marks because I don't believe in shoulds. I don't believe there's anything that we should be doing. I don't, I, I believe that we, we have our free will and we get to choose what we make of this moment. We get to choose what path that we take. Um, so this, I do believe that the, the phrasing and the notion of follow your bliss, move into your highest excitement is, is something that, that supports us. That's, that's an idea that, that serves us because I've seen in myself, but in others as well, this sense of relief, which coincides with a raising frequency if you're feeling more relieved and lighter that's essentially saying that you're doing something right in my belief um so i've seen how that point and that idea can be one that serves us but it's almost like i'm i'm, I'm starting to realize that it gets to a point where even that that conceptualization isn't something to focus too much upon because that's where you can create this, this experience where, you know, again, you might be, Oh, well, this feels like my highest excitement, but then this, and that's something that I've been caught in. Admittedly, I've been caught in that so much. And I think um, it can actually cause for a, a sense of uncertainty around what should I be doing if, here, here's the, the higher dimensional guidance that, oh, you can just keep doing what you want to do. You can just be what you want to be in this moment. But then also, uh, why is there a part of me that feels like this is the right thing to do? So what I'm feeling into right now is that we get to a point where it's not about following one of these ideas. It's, right. it's about presence and flow, really. And you'll know. You're, you're tuned into that, that frequency where you move into your knowing without any and i want to hear you actually speak to this if you if you do believe we can come into the space where we're moving with a sense of knowing with no thought about it yeah exactly i i find that 
a lot of the best decisions we make are the ones where we don't actually think about what it is we're, we're even, that's even on the table in front of us because we're just so spontaneous about moving in that direction that it's, a, it's what people call a no-brainer. Like you really didn't have to think, you didn't have to make a list of pros and cons. You didn't have to weigh this one against that one. You were just like, all of a sudden found yourself doing something and you were like, oh, it, I don't even remember making the decision to do this. It's just so natural. It just, it just flows so much from what I was feeling and vibrating that now I'm doing it. So that's, that's ultimate. That's the ultimate way to live for sure. And on our days off, we certainly, when we don't have any calendar schedules, we certainly do get to live that way. Mm-hmm. I think this is the perfect segue back into um, something I wanted to dive deeper into. And it's what does it really mean to be in a fifth dimensional frequency? And why I believe that this is the perfect segue is what you're describing is a characteristic of, again, this is, this is my take on it, of being in a 5D frequency. And just to kind of um, reiterate the, um, the characteristic that I'm describing is being in this state of being where we don't need to spend time, energy in a space of decision-making mental decision-making because we are so rooted in this sense of presence, flow, and knowing. And the only way, the only reason I can speak to this is because I've felt this before where we're being moved and equally, um, I would say it's just as true to say we're moving with, with, no, no thought, no thought towards what's the right best move. We're, we're yeah. just moving through that experience naturally. And it's an amazing place and state to be in because I believe being in that, that mode of decision-making is one and the same with, or it's, it coincides a sense of uncertainty. Only when we're, we're, feeling uncertain about something are we going to be at a fork in the road wondering which way is the best way to go so again i just want to point out that this is a, a state of being um and type of experience that i think both well i know now that both daniel and i uh, agree is is something that we can be in and i would say and i want to hear if you'd agree with this daniel I believe this is the type of experience we're in when we're in a 5D frequency. So let me know what you think about that. And then also, again, I want to hear you speak a little bit more to what does, what does that, that type of frequency and experience feel like, look like, what is it all about? The, different, the primary difference between the third dimension and the fifth. So we're in the fourth now, we're kind of, we're, which is... A, like we're like going through border patrol right now to get to the fifth. Um, it's, it's not a long trip, the fourth dimension. We spent a long time in third and we'll spend a long time in the fifth, but the fourth is a, a short trip. It's like, it's like, 
if you think about the dimensions like a rainbow and you've got, you know, um, let's see, red at the bottom, right? And then orange. We're like in the part where red meets orange and creates like its own little color. Mm -hmm. um, so the third is all about the ego, which is all about survival. It's all about uh, separation. You're, you're separate from each other. You're separate from source. You've got to use your mind and use your actions to get what you want or to establish yourself as a dominant, as the alpha. So mm -hmm. you can, you know, have your choice of mate and, and have all the, the, the gold and the, you know, the castle and all that stuff. Like we played all that out already in the third dimension. We've done all of it. We've all been the, the poor uh, beggar on the street. And we've also all been the, the rich uh, lord or lady or whatever in the, in the castle. So now we're, in the fifth dimension, we move from the ego, which is all about using the mind and action to create even more separation, you know, you, then you build a moat around your castle so no one can come in and take all your stuff and your beautiful mate. And, and we move into more in the fifth dimension, the higher self perspective, which is led by the heart, which is all about compassion, oneness, seeing source energy, not only as the primary aspect of self so i'm source which means i'm infinite i'm eternal i'm not worried about my survival i'm not worried about my legacy or you know having as much stuff as i can possibly get because i'm all about experience now i'm i'm about experiencing more of myself but i also see that in every other being so i see the divinity in this cat here that's curled up on the floor with me and I see the divinity in you and I see the divinity in the people who I totally disagree with on every matter that that is important in the world today you know like um, race and things like that you know uh, all the all the hot button topics the gun control and all the, the people that I would disagree with the most. I have to see the divinity in that person instead of seeing them as the, the evil doers, you know, or the people who are bringing us all down. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's not about separation anymore. It's not about drawing lines in the sand and saying, this is red, this is blue. We need to fight and, and determine like, and that's, if you're not in the US, you might not get that reference, but basically liberal conservative minded people are at each other's throats in this country all the time. Um, on the, on new, the news, on social media, at rallies, in grocery stores, <laughs> you know, it's everywhere. And it's time now to say, well, that is me in another body. And when you can do that and you can really mean it and you can know that there's no, the only difference is that that person was 
saw different movies and read different books and was raised by different people and watched different news channels. And that's why they think the way they do. And, and at our core, we're the same. Mm -hmm. And when we get to that point where we, we understand all that, that's living in the fifth dimension now. But the fifth dimension literally is that you can have your reality. I can have my reality. And we don't feel like our realities, even though they're different, threaten the others. So right now, uh, so the Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg just died. And so now there's a, a Supreme Court seat open. And she was a, a Democrat liberal judge. And our president is a Republican and he gets to nominate the next, the next Supreme Court justice who gets on there. And so people are feeling like the right for a woman to have abortion now in this country legally is, is, in, is in jeopardy. And so, so that issue of should it be legal, should it not be legal is gonna cause people to have all sorts of emotions and all that's gonna get stirred up now. And I forgot even why I went on that tangent now. <laughs> I think you're, you're pointing to that there's going to be a, a difference in opinion. And we, well, I, I think kind of this is where you're, you're going with it. Um, oh, yeah, the different realities coexisting. So you could, so now that becomes important because if it's a law, it's a law of the land. Mm -hmm. So that it's everybody's reality. So that's what we all, that's why we fight so much because like if this person's in office then there'll be uh less social services and that's and affect us all lower taxes and if this person's in office there'll be more social services and higher taxes and so if i live in this country then my experience then has mm -hmm. to be based on who's in office because i pay taxes or because i benefit from social services or because I just want to see other people benefit from social services. Um, so that, that's why we fight because we believe in a one reality system, but as a fifth dimensional being, there's no one reality. I'm sitting next to you enjoying 75 degree sunny weather while you're enjoying nice cool rain that you you wanted to experience some rain and some lightning and some thunder and you kind of like just felt in the mood for that but mm -hmm. i our weather doesn't have to agree even though we're we're right next to each other that that's what the fifth dimension is it's complete freedom there's no limitation there's no having to agree on one right way one right religion um one right political philosophy so that's the end the end of that polarization of people because everybody knows without a doubt that they're creating their reality and that what that person wants doesn't mean anything 
to me creating my reality, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's, we are in this tricky area as well as same with uh, be here now, be present and have a calendar and a schedule. We're also in this tricky space now where it's like, I want to just say, I create my own reality. So it shouldn't matter what the laws are, who's in office and things like that. But, um, but it's hard to not see it having an impact in some way on the consciousness at the very least the consciousness of the people is affected by whether a person who's getting a lot of attention is more about bringing people together or more about separating people so that's what we're faced with right now in this conundrum of being awake and knowing that we're really at our heart fifth dimensional higher self source energy even beings but still living in a world where we have dichotomies where we have choices that we have to make and things that you know like for instance i know that the rain benefits all the trees and the plants and the grass and and everything where I hike, but I don't want it to rain when I'm hiking there, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's about, I think it's about, so then you think to yourself like, well, maybe it could just rain at night when I'm never hiking, you know, and then I can always have sunshine when I'm hiking unless I wanted to have that rain experience. And then I could just call that, so that's kind of like what we're looking for right now is a way to sort of navigate through the polarity that we still have where the trees and the grass and, and, and everything else that matters gets what they want and need. And I still am able to get what I want and need. Right. And I think it gets to a point where or we can arrive at a point where both those things are one same very thing because we are so tuned into being looking upon all that is as ourselves that the highest choice for me is yeah. the highest choice for the all. And I think that's, that's another great way to, to describe this, this sort of type of experience where, well, there is no difference in what's the best choice for, for self and for, collective because all is self now something comes up here and it's well actually i i do want to reiterate a few just standout points to to just bring emphasis to the um the the marking characteristics of this and it's i heard freedom i heard compassion i heard heart center heartfelt um which i think we might need to dive into a little bit deeper as well um, one that came up to me, came to me, I don't know if I heard you say the word is uh, non-judgment, non-judgment and acceptance for, for others, even when that may mean a, a difference in opinion. I know that's another point that, that commonly yeah. comes up, right? Being able to, to stand in our, our perspectives um, 
see another that may be in a, in a difference in opinion, but still accept them as they are. And um, the way that's coming through here is not necessarily, not looking upon that as being wrong, right? Not looking upon another and their opinion or how they may even be acting in the world, um, which of course can be a challenging thing to do, especially when, again, we're, we're in this experience where there's people that are committing, you know, acts that I think on, on a, we, we can agree are, are not of kindness, let's say, right? Not of kindness, not an expression of, of compassion and love. But in our perspective and in our experience, it's important for us to not place the judgment upon this as, as being something wrong, as being something that they're doing wrong, um, and it can get tricky to speak about this because at the very same time, you know, there's definitely the plane of thought that this is not something we want in our world. Yes, we do want to take action towards um, improving some of the, the situations that, that we're in and some of the um, helping, helping our, our world be, be free of some of the things that's happening in the world today. But at the same time, I think there's something important in saying that we have to be able to operate from this this state of acceptance and i think that is definitely supportive of being in that higher frequency state that we're describing um now i have a feeling that this is going to be a tricky place to maneuver as well um because it's as a lot of these things are difficult to to put words to but let me see if i if i want to frame this in this higher frequency state, we, we know ourselves to be the, the creators of our reality. And one of the things that I love, the way that you described it was, um, we're not threatened by the decisions that other people are making, right? Being that we're so rooted in, in our power as, our, as the creators of our reality, what someone else might be doing doesn't threaten us in the same way because we know we're still the ones in control of what it is that we experience, right? That's, that's how you described it. And I, I really love that description of it. Now, how does it, if it does, how does that fit into being in a collective experience? Well, uh, again, there's no one reality. So you don't have to worry about the rest of the reality that you're, that you're creating because you'll always be in a co-creative dance and there'll always be a version of another person in the reality that you find yourself vibrating into that is exactly as you need that person to be mm -hmm. to help you along on your journey so if, yeah, it, it gets actually more complicated if you think in terms of there only being one reality mm -hmm. than if you think in terms of there being so many different realities to choose from that each reality has its own collective in it, its own version of the collective. Mm -hmm. 
Because if you think about the vastness of source, or even the vastness of your oversoul, why would it limit itself to just you making a decision to go either this way or that way? And then it's like, I guess, all this non-physical energy has to just go this way. No, there's a version of you that went that way too. That's just as valid as the you that went this way. And the you that went this way, because you were either going with the flow or not, this is an example of me not going with the flow, this finger. <laughs> I was trying to do, get too much done. In a, it, and at the last second before we were going to leave for our hike, I, I tried to get some of the laundry off the floor and out a door and the door slammed shut on my finger because <laughs> um, the wind kicked up, which it never does. It was like such a freak thing, but it was such a great message to me to stop trying to get so much done all the time. Um, so when you go That's with- the higher perspective right there, folks. A <laughs> sprained broken finger is such a great message. <laughs> Please continue. And also the other thing I took from that was I can't control the wind. So there's a lot of things I can't control, including the wind. Of course, I can control whether I go in that direction or not, whether I'm going with the flow and I'm, I'm moving towards what I want, which is a life of greater ease and having more time to spend with my family. I can go that way or I can go to the way of like, to get more done get more done get more done there's only so much time until something happens to wake me up to that which is exactly i think what the arcturian's message was last night that i channeled <laughs> about how the outside world is always showing us what we're vibrating so the reality that you exist in where you say ah look at that look at those people out there in my reality, being so racist or so homophobic or so sexist and not realizing that if you're seeing it out there, it also must exist in here. And if you're in judgment of it, then you really need to be looking at it in here mm -hmm. and saying, okay, where do I feel like I have this inside of me and it's there's something about it that needs to be healed maybe i was the victim in a past life of this maybe i was a perpetrator in a past life maybe at some point in this life i've had thoughts or took taken actions or held beliefs that that past version of myself in this life i still haven't even come to terms with how i could have ever believed something like that so that's what we're in the process of right now that's what we're, we're all meant to be uncovering at this point to get to the place where all of it is accepted all of mm -hmm. it is loved unconditionally and when you can do it in here which might be easier or you can do it out there which might be easier depends on the person 
then you can no longer need to create that reality where that in that version of humanity there are people shooting other people based solely on their skin color mm-hmm. you know yeah you know it's it's oh my god so much power in this and i um well what i want to say is let's start with this um fundamental to this this higher perspective um at least one of the one of the things that i'm really um that's really standing out to me is the the notion that you know there is no one reality there's there's infinite possibility um so it seems to me that in this this higher frequency state it's we're more rooted in this approach of what reality am i choosing to be tuned into and we're looking upon the experience that we're in the reality that we're in with a greater sense of attentiveness to what's occurring and constantly and always bringing that back to how am i creating this why am i creating this i'm creating this yeah. right so when it becomes that perspective it's no longer about what do i need to do to get this person to do this what is this person doing and how does it affect me we come from the the approach and the perspective of this is my reality i'm choosing i'm creating now i do want to bring in the 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 notion of of serving others because it's not just about us i i don't want to go too far in the direction of just saying oh it's it's just about you it's just about the reality that you're creating but it's also important that we say yes it is entirely about you and the reality that you're creating and the choices that you're making in which reality you're choosing because that's going to dictate the world that you're living in as well as that's going to be the way in which you you influence the the collective and you you support others right um another way that that I like to think of this is the best way that you can you can heal another or support another is to heal within heal yourself yeah, right yeah. because um you know maybe actually we should we should bring a little greater clarity to to this idea of the world being a mirror um and your your physical reality being a reflection of what's happening in your your own state of being you you mentioned that the arcurians brought through this message i'm just going to bring a little bit of my uh, my take on it everything that we are experiencing in our physical realities stems from and is a reflection of something that is occurring within our energetic fields and in this way i like to think of it as our realities become this the perfect teacher for what is it about ourselves that needs perhaps greater looking into to to invoke evolution invoke a greater sense of understanding a greater sense of acceptance and love for oneself um and then you actually mentioned another really great point which is the things in your reality that you have a hard time accepting and loving 
those are the things that we need to especially be looking at. Because yeah. again, it needs to be brought back to what does this say about an aspect of myself that I'm having a hard time accepting and loving. So again, just uh, to kind of reiterate, that's the way in which we are creating our realities. It's being projected from, from our state of being. Yeah. And again, I guess the, um, the, the defining or one of the, the best ways that we can, we can speak to this, this higher frequency, this higher perspective, 5D, if you want to call it that, is a place in which we are more rooted and focused upon creating and choosing the reality that we're choosing. We're more attentive, more aware that we are the ones that are choosing. And it's happening from a, a place of greater freedom and sovereignty. So do me a favor here, Daniel, and tie this into, because we know that in this 5D frequency, we're not just doing it for ourselves. We're in a mode of serving others. I know this, you know this, but I do want you to tie into this, um, this conversation, service to others. Let's say that this, this analogy came to me while we, at, since we began this conversation. Let's say you and me and a few other people got together and we said, let's climb this mountain. Let's get to the top of this mountain, right? So we all have that goal individually for ourselves to get to the top of the mountain. But we also want to do it as a group. So I could at some point feel like I have so much energy and, and this, this huge second wind as we're like nearing the peak that I run ahead of the group and I get to the peak and I get and I experience that. And I believe that a couple of um, really prominent figures have done this in our society where they've gotten everything that they wanted. Jim Carrey, I mean, few actors could claim to have had as much success as he's had. And uh, Russell Brand. And they both achieved the, this level of fame, fortune, everything that they wanted in their careers, starring in movies and having television shows and comedy specials. And then at some point they said, you know what? I want now to help other people. I want my fame to be about how can I help? So if in this analogy, I make it to the top first, there's always going to be that part of me that goes, now I can show the others, well, hopefully, ho hopefully that this is the case with, with people. They'll say to themselves, and I think that people, so many people I talk to and channel for are saying, how can I be more of service? How can I be more of service? So I see it as a, a very common trait amongst those who are awake. The desire then to show others the way. Mm -hmm. 
So I could then run down to where the rest of the group is and say, look, I found this, this path and it has all these footholds and it's really great and we can, we can do it together. And, and let's say you had sprained your ankle and I can help you, you know, you can wrap your arm around me and we can, we can make it up there together. And there's something that's just so, as you think about that story, there's something so satisfying about that, about being able to do that. And there, you know, and there's people who will stay with the pack and always be there because they, they want to, they want that communal experience of climbing the mountain together. And there'll be those who do it by themselves and then come back and help others. But I do think that ultimately it's like, that's the next, that's the next challenge then is not just to have the experience for myself and, and say that it, it makes me better than everyone else, but it's about realizing like, this is something that I want everyone to experience. And that I think is a very natural tendency within all of us. Once we, one of the things that is really interesting too is realizing the the sort of emptiness of uh, of uh, achieved desire once it's achieved. You know, once it's achieved, you realize mm. it was never about that. It was mm -hmm. it was never about me getting what I wanted and then having it and then living it. It's always about like the experience of yourself becoming more mm -hmm. of who you are. And when you realize that, then yeah, you want to see others have that experience as well. I mean, not that you want to necessarily help everyone manifest everything that you manifested, but you, you feel like, and it is lonely at the top too. I think, for a lot of people um, who get to the top, who, who make their lives about getting to the top mm -hmm. and then realize like, oh, I can't go to the grocery store anymore without getting mobbed by people. Um, so there is the, the desire to want to connect, to, to want to, to, to feel compassion. I think when you, when you reach a certain level of happiness, when you get to a certain vibration, compassion just becomes like automatic. You mm -hmm. just feel it. You feel it for it. everything. You know, you feel it for animals and trees and children that aren't yours and you know, people who are struggling uh, just to survive. And it just becomes so natural. I think that's. I think that. When, when we're raised, like I was raised Catholic, there's this idea of like service to others as being like something you have to do. It's like, you have mm -hmm. to do this to be good. You have to do this to be good in God's eyes. You have to do this to get into heaven versus like just be free, do what you want to do. And then when you're happy, you're going to want other people to be happy with you. 
It's very natural. Mm-hmm. You know, Abraham says, um, give from the, from a cup that's already full. So mm-hmm. you fill your own cup first and then you give from your yeah, own cup. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that, and you don't have to, you, you don't even have to do it that way. You can give from your half full cup and still feel really good about it and be like, well, now I've got, now I get to fill my cup up from the place it is now at a quarter full, (laughs) you know, like I get to have that experience. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter how you do it. But I think that what's important is that you, you see it as something that you don't force yourself to do. You, You know, you do it because like you realize that, it's the only thing that's going to feel good to you now. Now that you, you realize like having all the money and success and power and all that stuff doesn't really make you happy anyway. So that there's that. And then there's people who have, for whatever reason, they never have the desire for any of that. And they're just always good. <laughs> and they're just, uh, I remember being a kid and sitting next to this other kid, I think it was like a camp situation or something. And I remember this kid just being so good. And he just was like caring about everybody else and their feelings. And I remember <laughs> thinking like, I want to be like him. Like he's, <laughs> he's the model that, that I, I aspire to be like. And uh, for some of us, it's just, you have to go through the, your 20s where, you, you know, you're just like caring about um yourself things that 20 years all the things that you do and yeah. and then and then someday you have some kind of awakening and you get there and then other people are just born we all choose our own our own <laughs> journeys right yeah yeah you know okay i think there's um there's some really important lessons that you brought forth here and um as i do i like to uh, to just bring emphasis to the ones that that stand out to me all well, coming back to the uh the cup analogy i i totally totally feel a, a strong sense of resonance with that idea that one you can't pour from an empty from an empty cup right you mentioned okay if you have a half full cup you might be able to pour a little bit but you can't pour from an empty cup so if we're trying to use serving others as a way to to feel something that we don't believe ourselves to to already be in um that can be a um a hit and miss as well i believe that prioritizing how we feel should be of primary importance um because well yeah you might be able to pour from a half-filled cup if you have a full cup you'll have more to pour the more you feel full within our yourself the more you're going to be able to to give on to others and um another big point that you mentioned that i love is you know it comes naturally compassion comes naturally right we 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 have this idea of who we should be and attaining to to be that is is certainly um there is certainly importance in this right having this this vision of self and and being that in this era now 
But I also want to say that that expression, that higher expression of self emerges naturally in the being that is in a mode of appreciation, love, joy, inner peace. And on some level, that's something that you just, you allow for yourself. You allow for yourself um, through practicing presence. And I do think, again, our actions are hold port- importance. We're not going to be able to feel all these great feeling things if we're not aligning with what we believe to be our highest expression of self. So it goes both ways, how we feel and who we are being in this world. They, they share a relationship with one another that goes both ways, who we're being certainly going to be influenced by how we feel, but also how we feel about ourselves and the beliefs we have around ourselves is going to be affected by the actions that we take. So it's not that one is more important than the other, but I, I do think there's a, a great importance in us um, really zoning in on this, this message that, you know, st- start with feeling full within yourself. Know that in your highest state of being, in your highest joy, your highest service, that compassion comes from you naturally and effortlessly. I, I know this to be the case when, when I'm loving myself fully the easiest and most enjoyable thing for me to do is serve others. Yeah. So again, I just kind of want to really, really emphasize that point that this is something that we allow for ourselves and it's something that should be considered of primary importance. I'm really happy that you brought it up. <laughs> when the, uh, the question that I had asked was specifically, you know, service to others, because I think this, is something that goes amiss to mentioning and goes missed um, being being fo- focused upon, especially with the types of beings that I know are tuning into to a show like this and is following my sort of content. Like you said, there's a lot of light workers out there right now that the question they are asking is, how can I be of greater service? So know that the the, the types of individuals that are, are looking upon this content have this very positive intention. But I've also seen in a lot of people, and I, I sense that you have as well, um, people that there's still things that need to be dealt with internally with regards to self-love and self-concept. Um, and they're still asking this question, how can I be of service to others? Well, I think one of the big points that we have for, for all of you is that one of the greatest things you can do to serve others is, is serve, serve yourself. Daniel, I, uh, I want to give you the space to, to just, well, one of my favorite questions that I always ask someone is, what's on your heart? If there's anything that you feel called to just share, express before we wrap things up here, um, please do. I, I can listen to you talk all day, but um, <laughs> we are going to have to cut the stream eventually. <laughs> what's on your heart, Daniel? Uh, I just feel... Well, one of the things that when you were talking about uh, how we're both like bumping into people who want to be of service, I feel that makes me feel so good about the state of humankind and our um, community, our spiritual community. It makes me feel really good because those are not the loudest people out there on the internet. Those are not 
there aren't people creating memes that say like, I want to be of service, you know, it's usually something else. I might have to make one of those, but continue. <laughs> <Or> so, <laughs> that's getting passed Just around over light workers come on <laughs> i get sent from people i don't know a lot of things that that make me feel sad and mm. discouraged about the state of our new age community but then this is what makes me realize that we are coming from the light and there are people who really get it mm -hmm. you know there are people in our community who understand that this is about this is about working on self and about helping others and helping others to find that peace within themselves you know a, one of my favorite analogies that i always think about and I always wonder, like, does that person who sent me that meme or that video actually get the ending of Return of the Jedi? Because at the end of Return of the Jedi, Luke is not supposed to kill Darth Vader. He's supposed to save Darth Vader. He's supposed to throw down, and I get goosebumps every time I see it, and now I'm talking about it, I'm getting goosebumps again. He throws down his lightsaber and says, I will not kill him because I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. And he's talking about Darth Vader, who's lying on the ground, missing one hand, <laughs> you know, at Luke's mercy. And it's our mission to save the dark from itself, from being consumed by the dark. It's not our job to come out with the lightsaber is a defense it's a it's for defense it's not to go on the attack so in empire strikes back he goes in the cave of the which is strong in the dark side and he cuts vader's head off and the mask melts away and it's luke's face and and i wish everyone who I'm, I know, like all of us have seen those movies, I wish people really got that when they look outside of themselves and see all the darkness in the world right now, instead of thinking that, oh no, we're supposed to go out there with our sword. And I, I, I don't like spiritual warrior. I don't like that term. I, I don't mm. like light warrior. I don't like any of that because this is not a war. Mm -hmm. This is the coming together party that we're all supposed to be playing our roles in. And there are people playing the role of the dark right now because that's necessary. If they weren't, we would not get to grow as a collective or as individuals. And so to recognize that our true calling here is unconditional love, it's forgiveness, it's compassion for these people who must have had people in their lives abusing them or teaching them to be racist or whatever they are. Um, we need to be the light and continue to be the light and know that the light heals and helps and is never 
there to defeat the darkness. It's only there to balance out the darkness, invite those who are playing in the dark to come back home where there's only light. Daniel. Well, first, let me thank you for bringing up this very, very important message. Um, it's something that, again, um, as, as I felt in practically everything that you've shared, if ever, everything, um, total resonance. It's not a fight. It's not a light versus dark thing. Um, you know what? I'm just going to repeat one of the greatest things that man has ever spoken. <laughs> Our true calling is unconditional love. Now go out and make a meme with Daniel Scranton as the... <laughs> we need more spiritual lightworker memes, folks. Yeah, that's the meme we need. No more Bill Gates memes. I mean, come on. it. <laughs> um, in the, actually, in the essence of um, speaking to, to the audience here, um, I think actually a lot of what you said was was to to those of you that, that are listening, um, because I know the types of people that are are tuned into this. Uh, there are people awakening to our true calling, which again is unconditional love. There are people that are here with the desire to serve others, and more and more I'm seeing this. Seems like that's been the case for you, Daniel, too. Um, I also want to say seeing this and focusing on this is the way in which it expands, bringing focus upon the, the light of, yes, this is happening in the world. Things are improving. There are people that want to serve others, and we are coming together. We are uniting. We live in the world that we believe ourselves to be in. So I also want to really bring it back to that, to that we we choose to see this in the world and it grows. Um, but then also I, I, I do feel called to to express my gratitude to the audience right now and say that, you know, again, the types of people that are tuned into this, I know are coming from this frequency, this space, um, and it's in us coming together um, to watch live streams like this, to collaborate, to, to support one another, that we continue to to rise and we continue to ascend. So thank you to all of you that are tuned in with us at the live stream. Um, I did mention it in the, the comments just about a few minutes ago. Um, perhaps I should start making mention of this earlier and throughout the stream. But I did uh, think it'd be a good idea to give the audience a chance to ask Daniel any questions that they may have. Um, if anybody has any questions, pertaining i think just about anything um please do shoot them in the comments there we uh we will do a little bit of q a if anything pops up i think i did see a few earlier into the stream so i am gonna scroll back up and if i do i'm going to bring them up but again if you are hearing this and you'd like to ask any questions to mr scranton now is your chance Okay, so I do see um, one, one 
question earlier in the stream here from uh, Katie. Katie asks, <laughs> this is uh, this might be a loaded question. For the sake of time, Daniel, just uh, to put it out there, um, let's see how concise and um, elegant you can you can make this answer. And it, it might be a little bit of a difficult question to answer um, concisely, but what happens when we don't know what our passion is? You you use that as a sign that you're not supposed to be doing anything that it's your job right now to spend more time in meditation, being present, um, just taking care of yourself and your cats. And, <laughs> um, you know, what, whatever's right in front of you is what you're meant to be doing. And if you're working at a grocery store, for example, and you're like, well, I'm not passionate about this. You can still bring a high frequency energy to the whatever, even if you're stocking shelves. And every time somebody comes up to ask you, where is something? Where's the ketchup? You can get excited about showing them where it is and know that you did something. You helped that person. Maybe that person, you know, was feeling very uh, sad and, and, lonely and just wanted to reach out to another person and you were, were friendly and kind and they're going to go home and they're going to spread that now to their family. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that you're building schools for, you know, um, children in, in places where there are no schools. Um, you can just be doing whatever's right in front of you with more love and joy in your heart and make that your goal then for whatever you're doing. And if you're, and if you don't even have that, if you don't even have a job, then use that time. I wish I had that time right now to, to just go and, and like see what I could connect to if I had like an infinite amount of time to connect inside myself, like I used to. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I'm I'm so glad that you um you answered that in a way that's completely different than um any answer to that very common question. Um I've I've heard it before. Again, I would love to chime in with, to this, but again, for sake the the sake of time, I'm going to I'm going to let the man do the uh do the talking here for the Q&A. Um okay, one point I got to quickly put in there. Um what you spoke to there brings brings awareness to that passion isn't just about or isn't it's perhaps more truly about the feeling of passion than it is about the physical manifestation of it and what that looks like on the surface to keep it going here um let's take one more question i see a couple oh this is tough how am i gonna pick um perhaps we'll jump into the the comments after to uh to answer some of them through through message. Um, I'm gonna let you pick, Daniel. I'm gonna bring to you okay. two questions. You're gonna uh, you're gonna answer one of them. One is how do you truly forgive yourself? And the other is how do you keep ego in check as you become more and more popular in the spiritual community? 
Oh, oh I'm definitely not answering that one. <laughs> I don't think I'm that popular, honestly. Um, but as far as forgiving yourself, uh, that's, uh, gosh, that is tough. Um, first of all, the first thing to do is to ad admit to yourself that you feel the way that you do about whatever it is you did. So you don't try to pretend like you don't try to minimize what you did or said. You don't, you don't try to, um, you know, come up with all the reasons why that weren't your fault or anything like that. You just be honest with yourself and say, yeah, I feel like shit. I feel like a shitty person. I feel guilty. I feel sad. I'm, I'm angry at myself for doing that. And you let yourself go through all those emotions. Just let them like you're wringing them out. You're just, you're just wringing them out of that wet mm -hmm. sock or whatever like a kid, you watch a kid, they feel their emotions and they get on with it. So if you just, if you just let yourself feel it all, then you can come to a place of peace where now, okay, I'm, I've tired myself out with all that emoting. Really? And now I'm just in this calm place. I'm relaxed. I feel, like I, I've, I've felt everything that I needed to feel. Now I'm gonna drum up some self-love. Self-love being unconditional, meaning I'm not loving what I did or said or loving myself in spite of that. I've totally, I've, I've felt everything I needed to feel around that and now I can just choose to love myself. And so you go into your heart and you feel love and you spread that love around and you spread it all over yourself. And now you are love. You love yourself, you are love. And then maybe from that space, um, you can go to whoever you feel like you've wronged and say, I'm sorry, you know, I, 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 I've, if I did anything or said anything to hurt you, I, I truly regret it. I'm, I know I've learned from it and I feel like I've gone through all of the guilt and all of that from it. And I just want you to know that whatever it is that you feel that you want to express to me, I'm here now to experience that. But ultimately it, it's going to be something that you, you might think about again later on. So you're just going to have to keep making that decision to say, okay, is there still something there that I feel like some guilt, some sadness, okay, I'm going to feel it. And then I'm going to go back to what I know I want to feel towards myself, which is love. I'm just going to keep going through that cycle until I really do love myself unconditionally. 
And uh, it's not about whether I was good or not good in that situation with that person or that group of people. I'm once again in total resonance with the way that you responded to the question, my friend. Self-love is healing. And part of what that means is being accepting of ourselves when we are in the midst of feeling these emotions. Um, that has a way of allowing for them to, to pass through our experience, feel them, accept them, accept yourself in this experience. And that, again, allows it to be processed, allows it to be released. Because one of the worst things that we can do, because um, I'm I know we can, we can probably all relate to this is remaining stuck and trapped and actually spiraling down because we start to judge ourselves for feeling the way that we do. And that's of course, counterintuitive. If we feel shitty in itself, well, why are we going to feel shittier about feeling shitty? Why are we going to let ourselves feel worse in thinking that there's something wrong with us for feeling the way that we do? Take that pause, feel the way that you do, accept yourself as you are, accept the situation, how you're feeling as it is. And as Daniel has done a really great job of um, guiding us in, in understanding, this is the way in which we forgive ourselves and heal these, these emotions. Daniel, I told you I'm not going to ever stop expressing my gratitude towards you. Um, I'm going to make you blush even harder than you are right now because I love you. I love everything that you're doing. I love the way in which you're serving. Um, there's, I, I find a, a great sense of inspiration in your, your dedication to, to what it is that you do. The, um, the consistency, that's one of the things that stands out to me about you. Um, each and every day, you can expect a channeling. I've told you this in the past, by the way. Um, Daniel does post a, a daily channel channeling. If you missed this in, earlier in the interview, he does post the daily channeling on his YouTube. She knows that it's time to go. Um, and um, it's on his Facebook as well. You're one of the only, <laughs> very few people that I've done the, the see first thing on um on facebook where at the top of my feed i can always expect every single day well six days a week come on man that's seventh day i'm left empty-handed um, <laughs> well, i do an up. older one i i recycle one that, that you need oh to but you still spend. post one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course so still there's a daily channeling <laughs> consistency folks um yeah i see it each and every day I'm on, on Facebook because you're one of my C first. Um, <laughs> so again, I, I, I want to say a lot of respect, a lot of appreciation. Um, I'm sure on behalf of the Ascenders community, we, uh, we thank you for, for showing up for another episode of Awaken. I do also want to say thank you to the active members in the live stream, even those that just tuned in and, and, we're not in the comments. We love and appreciate all of you. It lights me up um, when when I feel that energy, that presence in the uh, in the live stream um, while we're going. It it definitely I feel you know this greater surge and it, it supports me personally in 
feeling um, excited and ready to serve. So again, I want to thank all of you in the Ascenders community that showed up with us today. Um, do know that the energy that you're bringing, the presence that you're bringing is supporting this space. Um, not only this space, but again, I want to say our, our collective in the, the shift that we're making, that we make together. Daniel, one last thing from you. If anyone was interested in working with you, checking out your stuff, um, booking a session with you, you might have to wait four or five months. <laughs> uh, where, where's the best place to point them to? DanielScranton.com. There it is, folks. DanielScranton.com. Any other links, anything else that you want to, uh, to just kind of put out there? I have a course coming up on the 22nd called Money Mastery, Creating and Manifesting Abundance. And uh, there's a link to it on my Facebook right now um, below this interview on my timeline. And it's on my site under the events tab, the menu item events, you'll find it if you want to sign up for that. That starts on the 22nd. Cool. Okay. And it's called Money Mastery? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I, got, I got a little interest in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all of the links that are being mentioned here will be in the description. I will update the description to include them as well as the show notes on the togetherweascend.com blog. Folks, we love you. We appreciate you. Daniel, same to you, my friend. Thank you again. You. That's going to be all for this episode of Awaken. So until next time, keep ascending. Senders, that's going to be all for my interview with Daniel Scranton. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've been enjoying the show and you'd like to show us a little bit of support, you can head on over to iTunes to give us an honest review. It really, really helps us out in growing the show and getting out to seen and heard by more people so if you'd like to do that you can head on over to togetherreascend.com forward slash itunes and one last time gonna put out that invitation send academies uniting and activating light workers you've heard the call to serve and you're ready to come together with others that have as well in our united purpose you can head on over to academy.togetherreascend.com to apply and to initiate your activation Anyways, Ascenders, my love, my appreciation, my gratitude to you, to all that you are. Until next time, keep ascending. <laughs>